Most entrepreneurs waste an insane amount of time trying to build their business. They are online 24-7, sacrificing their private life and burning out in the process. This is going to end right now. Welcome to the Content Lounge Podcast. I'm your host, Virginia Reassis. I'm a serial entrepreneur, copywriter, business coach, and recovered workaholic. I know what it takes to go from burnt out and overwhelmed to building a six-figure business, posting only once a week and working less than five hours per day. My secret? Cutting out all the crap that doesn't move the needle forward in your business and producing content that actually attracts clients and gets you paid while living your best life. Want to create a business and a life you love? Sit back, relax, and let your content do the work for you. I regularly have clients who tell me about the difficult client situation or failed payment plans. And this is a topic that concerns all of us as coaches because I definitely was not prepared for the intensity of client situations that can sometimes happen to us as coaches. I've been relatively blessed. I had a couple of failed payment plans, but I've rarely ever had truly abusive client situations. I've had one or two out of integrity clients, but other than that, I've been fairly blessed with all of the client situations that I did have to manage. But the stuff that I sometimes hear from my clients makes me just want to like yell and scream and do pillow punches because it is absolutely unacceptable. So I want to open up this conversation today to talk more about how to deal with abusive or out of integrity clients and how to deal with failed payment plans. So I said on my post on social media recently that coaches are giving payment plans based on a trust basis and goodwill to make their services available for a greater, larger group of in society and people with varying income levels and to not withhold their services and the great work that they do as coaches from people who may not be lucky enough to have a high paying job or who haven't built the wealth yet to invest a couple thousand per month into high ticket coaching. So these payment plans, I say that they're based on trust for one reason and one reason only, because a lot of coaches don't have the procedures in place to actually collect the money that they are being owed if someone fails on their payment plan. And if we take that into consideration, then I find it outrageous that people have the audacity to violate this trust and fail on their payment plans. Now, coming into someone's coaching space and then not paying Making things even personal, it it really feels like letting someone into your house. And as one of my coaches said, and it cracked me up, it feels like that person takes a dump in the middle of of your living room. Like, how dare you? How dare you come into the coaching room and be difficult and outrageous and behave like a total Karen when there's other people with you in this space, when someone is opening their mental, emotional, and actual technical skills for you to like support you. And then you give them what I call client PTSD. This is something that I regularly have to coach my clients through when they're starting to grow and they're having more clients and they have a bigger reach. 
and their Instagram or TikTok accounts are growing and exploding. And as one of my clients said, having a large audience with almost a million followers, it feels downright abusive sometimes. And in those scenarios, we really have to do so much mindset work and so much mental, emotional resilience building because otherwise what you're going to experience is your nervous system starts to get very anxious and nervous around even supporting people or even letting them into your close proximity world when you, it feels like you can't protect it from the negative impact that these out of integrity or abusive clients will have in your world. And I get that there are coaches out there who are foul apples, but that is not an excuse to be out of integrity as a client yourself or to violate a coach's trust and just be like, well, other coaches too like are bad. So I can just like afford to fail on a payment plan. That's just not, that is just not right. Like on moral grounds, just because some people aren't living up to their responsibilities doesn't just completely free you of yours. So to try and wiggle out of payment plans is just not legit. Now it is people's responsibility. And this is really something you need to understand. It is people's responsibility to do the due diligence to make sure they're aligned with how you teach things and what you teach. It is not your responsibility. They need to do the due diligence before they hire you. So if they hire you for the seat and the space and the capacity that you assign to them, so if they three months down the road decide, oh, you know what? It's feeling really unaligned. That was their responsibility to check and do that due diligence upfront. That does not warrant a refund from your side because you've already invested mentally, emotionally, and physically your skills, your expertise, and the time on your schedule to serve them and cater to them. It is also not your responsibility to make sure they're in the right mindset and they're not impulse buying or on their period or that they don't just suddenly shop random offers and then realize, actually, I knew all of that already. That is the responsibility of the adult on the other side of the screen to make sure that what they're investing in suits their needs and suits their actual goals. So just because someone later finds out like, actually, you know what? I already have six programs on content strategy, sales and launching. I really didn't think like I really would like a refund because I don't think you're teaching me anything new. Congratulations. That is not your problem. That is your the client's problem. It is their responsibility to check that up front. And also they could take this as a learning of like, oh, wow, I'm feeling so grounded. I actually have a very thorough skill set and I actually knew all of the things here. So that is also a valuable lesson that they can take away. I remember recently someone bought for me, someone that I valuing as a peer. And I was like, why in the world is she buying this basic level program that feels like I should warn her? And, uh, well, this wasn't recently. This was uh, like about a year ago. And I remember having this conversation with my coach as well. She's like, why are you making the buying decision your responsibility? Do you even think it's right to take that away from the client? And I said, you know what? You're completely right. If she believes she needs this program or she invests in it for whatever reason, 
then that is her decision-making process. It's not my responsibility to take that from her. Now, here's how I deal with abusive or out-of-integrity clients, and here's how I support my own clients as well. So the first step is always to get clear, like, where does your responsibility start and end? Have you lived up to all of your responsibilities? Have you given it your all? Have you done the follow-up that you said is your responsibility? I follow up three times if someone doesn't come to calls anymore in my mastermind or in my one-on-one coaching. I will send them three messages to follow up. And if they then don't continue to plug into the room, I will let them know. I'm like, hey, thank you so much. Or hey there, I noticed that you're no longer plugging into the room. So I'll presume that everything is fine. Feel free to bring up whatever is coming up for you. I'll be here. I'm ready to do the work whenever you are. And with that, the topic is over. I no longer waste a single thought on it. I no longer worry about it. And as an adult, I have really come to the conclusion that there is no problem unless someone brings up that there is a problem. It is not my responsibility to unpack my crystal ball and figure out what their problem could possibly be as long as they don't bring it up and they don't speak up about it. There is no problem. I will not do this mental effort for them trying to figure this out on my own. If you, if they don't speak up as a client, there is no problem. Then the second thing in, or the second way in which I handle abusive or out of integrity clients. And what I also give my clients on the way when, whenever they're faced with such a situation. I always ask them to put themselves into their client's shoes, which requires a great deal of empathy and understanding, especially if you're already super frustrated with the client and how they behave. But most likely, they're behaving in an abusive or out-of-integrity way because they don't know any better or because they're feeling all these big emotions and they can't handle any better. So... I want to invite you to see how their nervous system is dysregulated or the context of their life that will make them behave the way they do. And based on that, not take it personally, because most likely they're what I call a hissing cat. They're feeling cornered from all kinds of all sides with their life. You know, here's a wall, here's a wall in their life. And they're just feeling cornered and trapped. And you just handle to it happen to be in front of them. So however a good cat does, they go like at you, but it doesn't actually have anything to do with you as a person. You didn't do anything. You just happen to be in front of them while they feel cornered and trapped in their life. Now, does this make it right? No, it doesn't. But when we look at them and you're like, ah, you're in hissy cat, uh, scratchy cat mode. It allows us to take things a lot less personal and to just like look at them and be like, oh, yeah, you're having a really bad time here with like the circumstances of your life and your nervous system is super dysregulated. I know it's not on me. And then from there, once we have no, are no longer taking things so personally, we can actually move on, make logical, reasonable decisions because we are no longer so dysregulated. So the hissy cat helps you separate yourself from these like big emotions that they're trying to project on. And then last but not least, how to fail with deal, uh, how to deal with failed payment plans. How to deal with failed payment plans is really 
a more complicated topic because it depends on which country you're based in. But I absolutely want to urge you to have a collections agency or at least inquire about pricing and procedure and set that up. We are based in Germany, so I can't actually recommend you specific services. But I know that there's many collection agencies in the US. They usually take a flat fee of like $25 or $50 and then a percentage of whatever money is outstanding. And here in Europe, at least, it's usually a percentage. And then you have to send out three invoice reminders with specific due dates when these invoices are due. And then if they continue to ignore those payment reminders, all you have to do is hand them over to collections with their, I believe, their living address and their email address, phone number. And you should have those things anyways, because that is what you take when people are joining or enrolling into your program. And if you have that information, you can just hand it off to collections and they will deal with it. Now, here is one thing, though, that I do want to mention. I have had it happen in the past that that people think they can reach out to you directly and sort it out because, you know, you've got like this personal relationship. And I'm sure from woman to woman, people are going to understand, right? Those are all things clients said to me. And they started to like bring out their personal stories in order to manipulate my decision and how I feel about things. And to me, this is completely unacceptable. And I also tell them that. Thank you so much for the message. I do not deal with payment issues here on Instagram. This is the email address you can write to and my team handles all of it. Just because someone has a personal relationship with you does not mean they're allowed to emotionally dump their personal challenges you. They also wouldn't bring this up if they were talking to their mortgage bank or to their credit card institution, right? They wouldn't just walk into Bank of America and be like, but I'm having a really hard time and my cat died. Like that just doesn't happen. And the same thing is true for you. So here is your permission slip to create this like mental emotional barrier. You can like someone and be open to supporting them in a coaching setting, but that does not require from you that you have to understand and accommodate any kind of personal situation. And there is a huge difference if someone approaches you and says, can we talk about my payment plan and maybe make adjustments to accommodate my current situation versus I just want a, a refund because here is my personal sob story. And this is a really important step that you need to take in your emotional resiliency and emotional maturity. You need to lead your clients and you need to lead your business like a business owner And while from a human perspective, I do often have empathy and it does actually weigh on me, but we also need this mental emotional barrier saying, this is just not my responsibility. This is not my responsibility and it is not my job to people please you and accommodate for everything and take that responsibility on me. Because if you take responsibility for every one of your clients' personal stories, you will be crushed by the weight of all this responsibility and you're not going to be able to scale your business beyond this point. So again, get very clear. What is your responsibility? What is not? You are responsible for your business, for how you make decisions, for how you deal in in situations to make sure you have standard operating procedures that are fair to all the clients you have, that you live up to the things that you have sold 
And also that is where your responsibility ends. After you've lived up to your quality standards, the things you've actively sold, you need to deliver. But it is not your responsibility to take on the mental or emotional burdens of every single one of your clients. And I really want to invite you here to have a standard operating procedure. If someone starts to emotionally dump on you on social media, to draw the line there, give them the email address that they need to reach out to. And if you have a team, let your team handle that. In worst case, you can have just the email address where you can go in with the mindset of like, I will open this and I may have an email that I'm not going to be happy about. But also where you can be in a separate mindset and not be hijacked on your social media account. Content loungers, listen up. This is your chance to ditch the hustle and take a massive leap in your business and your income. This month, one of you guys is going to work with me one-on-one and together we will create a content strategy that turns you into a client and money magnet without working more. This is valued at over $2,000. And to get in on this, simply leave me a five-star review, take a screenshot and DM it to me on Instagram. Wishing you all massive success in your business. See you next week. And until then, sit back, relax, and let your content do the work for you.